0: sports costa
1: how you going mate yeah really well how are you very very well um magic round has come and gone um plenty to talk about i start a new job next week had a couple weeks off so life's good and uh yeah excited to talk some footy
0: yeah yeah me too um did you did you catch much of magic Round?
1: i did uh except for saturday uh evening but i did catch most of it um Obviously, the Tigers playing six o'clock on Friday was a good way to kick it off. I um, had a bit of bad luck with my own personal super coach, um, but you know that, sou-
0: that soured it a little bit. But you know, here we are. So, so what happened for you? Because I've got, I've got an, a tale of woe that I'm going to regale our listeners with. Who, yeah, they're not going to want to listen to it, but I'm going to tell yeah.
1: them. <laughs> That's right. I thought this might be a bit of a dark pod, uh, so <laughs> I, I came prepared. Look, I ended up getting. Uh, I think 1070, but that was trying Holy to chase, shit. yeah, I was trying to chase a head-to-head, so I, I depotted Cleary, so I had Cleary as captain, so that cost me 220 points, uh, so look, the reality is I probably would have got 1270, but uh, yeah, good job by me, I dropped, you know, 12,000 places, I'm in, you know, somewhere around 37,000 now, um, and, and licking my wounds, My my two trades were uh, I got rid of uh, David Fafida because of the suspensions and yeah. got rid of everyone's favourite, um, you know, the Franger condon. And <laughs> and as always, when you get rid of the Franger, I got infected with some super coach STIs, I think. So I've ended up with, uh, I brought in Isaiah Papali and lowest score of the year. Good job by me. Uh, and then, yeah, I brought in Kavalu. So that was kind of the Tesco hedge that you guys were talking about recently. Uh, they got a good run. They're playing good footy. So he was a good price to to get, you know, to upgrade some, the centre wasteland
0: yeah no look that's a good trade um I think I can probably one up you I was smited by the Supercoach gods on Friday night so you, I assume you've been listening like I mean I was in the top yep. hundred as of last week flying really high you know starting to to dream a little dream about you know maybe this is my year maybe everything's just like of coming course. up it. I had a, had a lot of luck through the year picking the right captains yep um you know, basically, had picked all the the top scoring captains through the year, which is yeah. one of the reasons why I was going so well. And um, so Friday night, captained uh, Tom Trebojevic. He scored pretty well. It was I also had I had Kalen Ponga coming into the round, yeah. and you know he got injured. And that was late too. Yeah, he that had that late injury, and I was like pretty upset about that. So I I took the punt on trading Kalen Ponga. To Ryan Pappenhausen, yeah, and if I hadn't done that trade, I would have. I think I was. I, I talked last week on the pod about trading Jason Saab probably to Ikevalu. yeah, and so I didn't do that trade, and I ended up playing Jason Saab because I thought yep. out of I had to play one of him or or Simonson, and I thought uh, Saab's you know been doing consistently well because Trbojevic has been putting him yeah. putting him over the line, so I played him and he scored a hundred points, and between that and Trbojevic captain, I thought holy shit, like, I'm, you know, very lucky. Everything's coming up me. I yeah. thought, you know, I'm destined for top 50 this week. That's right. Absolutely laughing. Um, and then, well, I brought in Papali'i as well, and he didn't score particularly well. So Sunday Sunday comes around, Papali'i scores badly. You know, that wasn't the end of the world. Then Pappenhausen, you know, that first try assist in the first five minutes, I'm thinking, here we go, 200 yeah. points are coming up. And then, you know, they scroll back and he's just, like, on the ground. Yeah. He's been absolutely flattened by Fujimono. Yeah. And um, suddenly I'm a bit worried and he gets, you know, he gets taken off. And, of course, Nico Hines, who I'm playing against in, I think, both (laughs) my head-to-heads, goes to the fullback position and takes Pappy's 180 points. Yeah. So that's like a, what, 300-point swing in my head-to-heads.
1: Yeah. And then Cleary. And then
0: Cleary comes along. Obviously, as I said, I captained. Drobojevic and not Cleary, and then he just starts. He was scoring points like, you know, like Mario collects gold coins.
1: Oh, exactly.
0: And, <laughs> like, yeah, like you awful. just couldn't keep up with how quickly he was scoring points. I had to
1: turn it off because I gave the, uh, the misses a bit of a breakdown before the game uh, around just depotting for this roll of the dice, and then <laughs> Cleary scores within five minutes, and I was like, you know what, let's, let's watch some Netflix it was basically one of those ones um, I, I
0: couldn't i couldn't turn it off actually but i was feeling so sick watching it yeah. and as soon as he scored that first try and i saw how flimsy the titans defense looked i just thought i like actually i think i said it on one of my chats i was like he's going to break the record after he yeah. scored that first try i was like he's going to break the record tonight i can feel it and the thing was if that is
1: sorry go no no yeah. i was going to say you know the titans right edge uh is looked very weak because Easton masters come in and he's, he's quite good with the offload he's good for super coach at times in his history at the tigers but defensively he's quite poor and i thought the left edge you know luai uh burton Ta'o were really gonna exploit that but then everything just went through cleary so he he had his hand in everything and he just really took over the team uh
0: yeah so, it, was, it yeah. was really interesting like appy appy just wanted to go right he wasn't yeah. interested in going left at all yeah. And and that was another part of my week. Like I've got Luai, and a lot of people do, but he's still, he's not that highly owned. Yeah, yeah. in the top hundred, he's kind of below fifty percent. So, so that was bad as well. Anyway, so after after a fantastic Friday night, I ended up on a really bad score of like twelve seventy,
1: mm.
0: and I've fallen from the top hundred. I actually thought I was going to fall potentially even out of outside the top thousand. I thought that's yeah. how bad it was, but I'm I'm back to like three hundred and something.
1: That's not so bad. I mean, not, Sub,
0: playing Saab was great, and I don't think a lot of pe-
1: people probably have him, but might not have played him. Um, did you have? Do you have Crichton? Did you have anyone like that? Who I've else got Crichton, yeah. so I got that,
0: that, Crichton's that was, a good score, but a lot of people have him. Yeah, but I've, I also got I've got Satili Tupenua, and he got oh, yeah. sinbind so that was another. Yeah, it all just kind of went downhill. All just uh, kind of went downhill, those, and when you um, consider all the players got sinbinned, Tupenua
1: was the one for me that was fantasy relevant. Look, I don't think a lot of maybe some people have. Josh Papali'i, but, you know, a lot of the others were kind of irrelevant. No one's got Herman S.A.S.A., you know, that type of stuff. So, um, I guess Foyimona was sitting there minus nine. It would have been interesting if, if negatives counted for AEs for some people. That would have been interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, look, I think, you know, for yourself, you know, when you think back to your 2016 year, did you have – I mean, you just had a, a week of bad luck. You're only halfway through the season. Did you have a week like that that you really were kind of licking your wounds then? Or did, or did you this, feel like everything was going well? There
0: was right? never – so, for example, that was that was in a real fantasy, right? So, yeah. the points, you don't get as many points for attacking stats. So, the right. the swings weren't there. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like I had a pretty lucky year all in all and probably didn't cop that many injuries. But, you know, that sort of 200-point swing or whatever, like who knows how many points Pappenhausen would have scored. That's right. Less, oh, yeah. less, you right. know, a lot of people in top 100 having Hines and he scored Pappenhausen's points. Like, you're never going to get a swing like that. No. That's right. Um, so that was pretty bad. And then, like, Cleary scored the record, right? Yeah. So even though uh, Trapovic was pretty good, that was another 100 points in one go. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's pretty bad. And the other thing is, like, i burnt two trades on trading out Tedesco to Ponga. Yeah. And then Ponga to Pappenhausen. Yeah. And now I've got to burn... Well, we can talk about it tonight, but I'm probably going to burn another trade now trading out Pappenhausen. Yeah. So you know, I'm more I've already max traded. Yeah. And that's three trades gone for actually less points than I would have had if I'd just held Tedesco. Yeah, it's tough. 'Cause I think so, look, I,
1: I think your yeah. trades were good and I I think that the Pappenhausen one hurts as well. I held him for the two weeks. Um the draw for Storm looks really good and it is what it is, I guess. So I guess we'll talk about, you know, some potential Pappenhausen replacements, maybe the the form turnaround for Tedesco, some other options there. Uh, but yeah, that, that that sounds good.
0: Yeah, so pretty tough. Like, there's just not that much you can do about injury, right? Like, obviously, no. Looking back, it seems like Tedesco, like holding Tedesco through that period was the right move. But you know, if as I say, if Pappenhausen scores Heinz points, gets that hundred, even 150 rather than 180, yeah, then you're looking like a genius because cause Ponga, you know, well outscored Tedesco last week.
1: And look, the reality is, if you stayed healthy against the Tigers. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, the game would have been completely different. You know, Teguim made a couple of k- crucial errors, got sinbinned, but you know, missed missed conversions. It would have been twenty four twelve probably if they kicked both those conversions after halftime. Uh, but you know, that's just, yeah. just how it goes. What about
0: the new rules? Like, yeah, when I said the new rules, like the, the crackdown on the the high tackles. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's interesting, Ron, right? Because in in classic NRL fashion, if you know, just as an observer. They put it. They put out, uh, you know, ignoring the fact that it was probably late and you know people weren't consulted. They've put out this, you know, mandate that we're going to start bidding head highs, and it just seemed like the NRL players decided we're going to really up the ante on the head highs this week. It's like they misread the memo because some of <laughs> them, because I mean, there are a couple there that I think flip a coin in terms of the sin binning, um, but you know, the send-offs all look pretty bad. Like Sasa, Foi, you know, the, the whole concussion issues that are crept into the game, they're no joke. And I think that it's probably the right uh, decision, uh, but I guess how they're going to police it going forward. Because, you know, the Burr one on Tedesco seemed a bit rough and there were a couple of other ones like that that I think were a bit unlucky. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, when you look at it from a super coach perspective, I mean, it's going to be very challenging to almost consider the, Judiciary record of players, or you know, like Josh McGrath would never feature in your team, basically, even though he's so yeah. yeah, because you know these players that have a tendency to play a bit rougher, um, you know, they're going to go to the bin, and not only do you lose points, you lose minutes on the field.
0: Yeah, and what it's what it's done is that um, you know we've already seen lopsided scorelines, right? So we've seen yeah. you know the good teams flogging the bad teams, getting on on momentum swings, and being very hard to to stop and then suddenly you've got that situation but then it's 13 or 12 or 13 or 11 exactly and that momentum swing is you know it's it's we saw with Cleary it 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 is relevant for Supercoach like I think if they if they continue the crackdown and they've been and they're as harsh harsh on it as they have been well, they were that last week then we're going to see I mean we're going to get players that that get sent off or sin binned and that's going to suck if we've got them in your team. But you're also going to get other players from the opposing team that are going to score huge scores when people go on those runs. Yeah, and then you're going to have this extended suspension.
1: So if you've got one of those players, they might be sitting on the pine for two to three weeks. Um, But, you know, to your point, you know, Tommy Turbo on Friday night, Brisbane lost two players and then it was just the Tommy Turbo show. Uh, And so I think, you know, your gun fullbacks, you'll want to be carrying, if you're not already, you know, two... Gun fullbacks and I think all your halves are now. It's almost like you want to be carrying the four halves if you were trying to, you know, use some other strategy. I think you need to be carrying the best possible assets uh, at you know six spots in your team. Yeah, I, I
0: think that's potentially right. I mean, yeah. Look, in terms of the crackdown itself, I get it. I, you know, we, we've had more HIAS this season than. Like I think there's like two or three times more this season than, than than other seasons. Um that's the way that modern science and you know, is going where it's been proven that, that concussions have long term effects and we've got to do something about it. But the the implementation of it on Magic Ground, like giving clubs like a few hours notice, a bit of a disaster. Like yeah. they should have probably given clubs sort of two to three weeks' notice, like gone to each club, explained it, like trying to Tried to get the message through, and then, you know, they really wouldn't have had much to complain about when we when we
1: saw the crackdown. That's right. And look, Magic Round would you know after Origin and the final series probably wanting to be your show you know your showcase round, and they've you know been put in the spotlights for different reasons, and 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 that's that's a shame, I think. Um, all things considered.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing about the Fuma Ono hit, and like obviously, I'm I'm pissed off because I was a Havenhausen <laughs> yeah. owner and I'm dwelling I'm yeah. on it. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but like that was a really bad hit. Yeah. But and 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 you know we've seen he's got five weeks for it, and that that yeah. seems like a, a a reasonable penalty, I suppose. It's it's you know it's a fair few weeks on the sideline. Yeah. But what's happened is, and and you know Melbourne still won that game. So, because they happen to have Nico Hines as a good replacement, and they're a great team, and they still won that game. So right. they could have easily lost that game with their Agreed. best player out. Yeah, definitely. and and we saw four weeks ago, I think it was four weeks ago, that um, one of the Dragons players took out Tedesco in a similar yeah, per- fashion, right? error yeah. Um, and and so, well, the first thing is, the penalty for the player hasn't been enough for that club to learn that that kind of tackle on the fullback is you know, it's not something that you should be doing basically. Like it hasn't the penalty hasn't worked effectively. So so that's one thing that's interesting out of that. The second thing is Fuimono is entirely a replaceable player. Yep. Right? Like them losing him for five weeks isn't that big a deal. Like they've got a lot of injury problems, but even still, like, it's kind of neither here nor there for them. They can just replace him with someone else. Yeah, that's right. Whereas the Storm, I mean the Storm are flying, but they've lost their best player now for basically two full games. Yeah. Like, the, does the penalty actually fit the crime when you when a kind of almost fringe first grader is taking out one of the best players in the game for a couple of weeks? I'm not sure that it does. Like, you know, you could give the guy 12 weeks and the Dragons would be like, you know, maybe they'd do it again.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I think, <laughs> you know,
0: so like, game? I'm not saying that it was intentional necessarily, but, but it was careless enough that, it was such a bad look. Like, yeah. Papenhausen would be one of, you know, kids' favourite players running around. And yeah. he's, he had to get carried off the field on a stretcher. Yeah, that was bad. Because he got a cop to knock to the head. Like, I f- I'm almost at the point where I feel like maybe we need to penalise the team in some way. Yeah. Okay. In the sense, it's not just the player, not just like a kind of fringe first-grade player rubbing him out for a few weeks. Maybe you need to, like, you know, rub out the captain for a few weeks. Yeah. Or, f- or like... Financially. Or financially, or, or yeah. you know, maybe it's points. You know, if yeah. your tackle's bad enough, they lose a competition point or something. Like, it's, it's, it's got to be at the stage where the team collectively goes, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. You can't clobber people in the head after they've passed the ball.
1: Yeah, unless you wipe the player out for, you know, 20 weeks or something, like in their season, um, then it is a challenge, one. Because, you know, once you start talking about points deductions and fines uh, or captains being suspended, I mean, the, the pressure on the refs just goes through the roof. Uh, so, yeah, and, and, you know, I think they've got a tough enough as
0: it is. So, But that would be the review yeah. committee, not the reps, right? Yeah, true. So, true, like, true. for example, you could have a – I don't know if it's the captain or, or what it is, but, like, let's say a player gets six weeks on the sidelines, maybe the captain gets a third of that time as well. The yeah, captain true. has to spend two weeks on the sideline. You can imagine yeah. that a player going in for a tackle is going to think twice if he knows that yeah. – his highest tackle is going to cause his captain to be on the sideline for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that's true. Look, the reality I think there is that, you know, Tigers will probably start captaining Alex Seyfar or something like that. they <laughs> <probably, laughs> mix it up. But yeah, I maybe. Like, look, I mean, some... maybe.
0: Maybe the opposition team can, can choose yeah. the player that gets sidelined. I don't know. But, but it just seems like... Yeah, I think... Like, look, the fact some... that the Dragons had two players do that in a four-week period, take out the opposition's best player. Yeah, that's true. It just seemed to me like they hadn't learned.
1: No, 100%. And I think... I don't know whether it, is it a function of the new rules and the game being too fast, and people are just they're just too fatigued and you know reckless and lazy. But I think you know in both those instances the game was pretty early, so I don't know is
0: it just yeah I you know, don't think you can blame it on on tiredness. Yeah, I think far. it was entirely kind of reckless that tackle. Yeah, that's
1: right. So we'll see. But you know I think the intention's right. Um, you know with the with the with the rule changes, or at least you know trying to impose heavier sanctions on on those type of hits uh but yeah i mean you know I, unfortunately with the nrl at times it just feels like it's you know booking on the fly they you know try a couple of ideas sometimes they stick sometimes they don't so yeah i completely you
0: know, agree with that like like blanders just seems like he he's not big on stakeholder consultation right like he just yeah. kind of makes a decision and that's it and,
1: and you know yeah. you're training a certain way and obviously there's systems in place and the coaches are you know they'd be doing so much video and so much, you know, even just the way the techniques of, of tackling and how many in the tackle and how many seconds they want to hold them down, and that would change, you know, in, in two or three weeks. So even less sometimes. So imagine it is quite challenging for the for the teams and the players. So
0: yeah. All right. Um. Hey, before we just get into the super Coach chat proper, I, yep. I I want to ask you. So, our so you and I are in a punters club. That's and, right. Um, we so basically, what happens is you know, through the season, we, we make or lose however much money for the club, and uh, basically, all the winnings get thrown into an extravaganza fund. That's right. And um, and at some point during the year, we spend all that money in, in you know, in a big night or a big a big day, yeah. And it's like hiring a boat and going around the harbour in Sydney or whatever it is, yeah. Um, I couldn't make it, it our extravaganza was, was last weekend, I couldn't make it. But I heard uh, you had an interesting special guest.
1: We did. We had a... And I've, I've been debating. I probably shouldn't name the actual person just in case. But we had a former NRL tough man in the
0: forwards. Oh, you got to uh, name him.
1: Oh, I don't know. I just don't want him. He might come after me and bury me, Costa. <laughs> can I might...
0: name him if you don't want to?
1: Yeah, uh, You can name him. You can name him.
0: Maybe tell the story first. Maybe yeah, I'll name right. him
1: after the that's story. It. So basically, you know... Uh, notorious NRL, uh, former NRL hitman, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the toughest forwards in the game, uh, was a special guest at the extravaganza. He a uh, great guy, had a couple of beers and lunch with us, um, shared some war stories, gave a big speech. It was, it was really amazing to hear, hear him speak about his career and, and, you know, ins and outs of the game. And we had a uh, the, the person who came first in our club, um, Noddy, Great guy was uh, actually, I think, I think born with. I might have to be correct on that. Um, with missing from his forearm down, uh, he won the Punish Club, and he was a he was a little bit late um, in the middle of of this particular person's speech. So when he appeared up the stairs, he was met with a very you know raucous uh, you know entrance from everyone. You know everyone had had a couple by that stage cheering, laughing, what what have you, and. Uh, this, you know, this player, uh, on seeing his late entry, just quickly said without looking, just being like, uh, drop and give me 20, 20 push-ups. So obviously that got a reaction out of everyone and everyone was uh, lost it. And then when the penny dropped, um, you know, I never would have thought I would have seen, you know, an NRL you know, player of this stature blush. But his, his cheeks went beetroot red. And that was probably the first time he blushed in his life. And I think he was uh, a little bit embarrassed. But, look, everyone took it really good. So, look, that was, you know, everyone was reminding each other of that for the rest of the afternoon. And it was just, you know, one of many things that happened on the day that probably, you know, if you want to keep this rating, you know, PG rated, then we'll just leave it at that. But, uh, look, it was, it was hilarious. That's so pretty funny.
0: I really feel like I want to name him. Um, it's Bud Carroll. <laughs> um, one of the one of the hardest men from the early '90s, and yeah, the, when you first told me that story about him going beetroot red after the Give Me Twenty, I just couldn't stop laughing.
1: Kind of felt like you know that when you know when Jerry Seinfeld cries for the first time, he doesn't know what's happening to him. That's what I felt like was going through that player. I can't confirm more than mine, Uh His face, but yeah, it was uh, it was hilarious. And you and
0: you were sorely missed on the day. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, all right, so let let's talk about um, Supercoach a bit. I guess the big thing from this week is that because of all the, the suspensions, basically, and there are yeah. some injuries as well, that there's, this, I guess there's some new players that have been named. Um So there's some interesting yeah. selections that maybe create some opportunity. Um So we can talk about a few of those things. You know, I, I suppose one of the big ones is uh, Nico Hines. So of with the Papenhausen injury, you know, Nico Hines gets another run at fullback. He's then... You would think going to get the number one spot in round thirteen. Yep. When when we're assuming that Pappenhausen plays Origin, which I think he will. I think Pappenhausen will get the fourteen jersey for Origin. Munster is potentially well, Munster's out this week. He's sort of due for a turn next week, but they play on the Thursday night. And you'd think that Munster's a pretty good chance for him to miss that game as well, to be honest. Yeah, and which just means so-
1: so I was going to say, just on that as well, there was I read today, just this afternoon actually, that Pappenhauser might even be in doubt for next week. Yeah, which, right.
0: which, which, well, which that's even interesting add, as well, that's even better for. Which guys. even add, adds more to this, yeah. But even even if he gets the the five eighth job next week, like that's almost good enough. So he's five hundred and eighty k now, so he's not cheap. But when you think about how much the the good fullbacks are, and he's scoring as well as any of those good fullbacks when he gets a run, and you can play him in your centre wing, yeah. I it's, think that it's hard to pass up.
1: Look, I think that's right. I think the fact that you know in SuperCoach all that flexibility at times. The fact that his dual position is amazing. Look, they've got a depleted Canberra side this week. They've got Brisbane next Thursday, and then they've got the Titans. Even without their Origin stars, Melbourne, like it showed on 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 Sunday, they had no Grant, Brandon Smith, Munster didn't matter. They still put you know a million on. So I think Hines is a pretty good play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think. I think get him in. Like yeah. you know, Given maybe it's only for a few weeks. But if even if you get three weeks out of him, he's gonna you think he'd score very well in those three weeks. He's gonna be he's gonna make a lot of money during those three weeks. You can pretty much trade him to anyone. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna get him
1: in. Yeah, I think I'm looking the same. Look from Pappenhausen down, it's two hundred and thirty thousand, you're actually banking. Uh, and you'll make money and he's in a you know, playing a position in a team that's gonna score well. So
0: that's that seems very good to me. Yeah. And if you're like me and you've got um, a switchy in the center wing. Yep. Um, so, like, uh, I've got Ben Trevojevic, Then you can trade Josh Curran to him. Yep. Which seems pretty good. Very good. So, so yeah, if you've got some dual position players, there's, there's some interesting trades you can do. So, yeah, look, he's one of the most popular trades in of the week, and I, I think it's a good trade. So, Pappenhausen's out. Pong is out, which... And Garthason is sort of not performing all that well. He has he scored kind of, his scores have been down in the last couple of weeks. He's got a massive break even now. Yep. And what that's resulted in is a lot of people buying Tedesco back. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's an interesting one. And I might have to change because I've told my dad to trade him in, but I'll get rid of, I'm changing that tune now because uh, Tedesco, you know, on the surface, yes, he had a 100 point game, but he has had a you know handful of of poorer scores, and that's the reason why people would have traded him out. Yes, he is cheap, but look, I think the reality is, and this is what you guys have been talking about over the last couple of weeks, is that the origin period, uh, it's likely that he'll get rested, uh, and you don't... You know, that will be a key position in Supercoach um, that you'll have someone on the pine over over that period. So I understand why people would be bringing him in, but I think, you know, it could be a situation that after this week, once he's, you know missing for origin and then possibly being arrested and I think you said previously they've got a lot of early games that are uh, you know maybe Nick or
0: Hines, for example uh, will be the better option so I agree that if you're choosing between Heinz and Tedesco, I'd probably take Heinz at this point yep given that Heinz will play round 13 but given that pong is out and Gutheson's not scoring that well and Pavenhausen um, also out, and we've talked this this season a lot about, you know, just wanting to have two guns in that fullback slot at all yeah. given times. And Tedesco also plays the Broncos and the Raiders, and both those teams give up a lot of points to fullbacks. Even so, yeah, I, I think even a two week play is potentially worth it. And if you if you are getting Heinz in your centers, then you can get Tedesco as well. Yeah, and that's, that's actually what I am looking at doing.
1: Oh, actually, that's a good point. So when you are looking at it that way, and I guess look. Sometimes I, I wear my head-to-head hat on, um, but you're right. For overall, you have got Brisbane this week and the Roosters next week. Uh, sorry, and the Raiders right, next yeah. week. And you know, if if people are going to be holding Pappenhausen, for example, uh, or or you know, yeah, instead of maybe even trading to some of those other options, which I think are just probably trades for the sake of it, you might gain enough ground if it becomes a bit of a semi pod uh, over that two week period, and then. You know, because the Roosters are, you know, they're fifth. They'll want to be pushing for top four. Maybe he does play the games.
0: Maybe. I wouldn't hold my breath. And he does have, he's got Penrith and Melbourne in round 15 and 16.
1: Mm. So if he
0: doesn't play 13, doesn't play 14, then he comes up against Penrith and Melbourne. And And then we'll have another break for Origin and potentially another break in round 18. So I think he's a sell regardless, but I don't, like at that origin period, but I don't actually mind the play of getting him for two weeks. The, the The interesting question is, so for me, I've got Pappenhausen. I don't mind the play of selling Pappenhausen to Teddy for two weeks. Yep. And then hopefully selling Teddy to say Gutherson in round thirteen, almost at price. Right. Um, and then riding Gutherson through that origin period, and, and Gutherson has a really good draw. So that makes sense to me. Apart from the fact that I've already max traded and like I'm now spending my third trade at fullback in three weeks. <laughs> well, that's However, what? if you had Gutherson, so the most the most common combination at the moment at fullback is Gutherson and Turbo. Okay. And I do see some people because Gutherson's got like 190 break even. Gutherson to Teddy, and then I assume you're going to sell Teddy back to Gutherson. Yeah. Given how bad that draw is, that seems like. A bit of a stretch, like if you haven't saved a bunch of trades, I'm not sure I'd be doing that.
1: I agree. I think if you've got Guthrie, you're holding him because, as you said, from round 13, Parramatta's draw opens up a little bit and it they're still playing that. and they're playing good footy. And they have a tendency that when they win, they win quite well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's looked really good to me, even though even in the last two weeks, he hasn't scored that well. I think he's looked pretty dangerous, got this
1: and I think. So- and sorry, and I think yeah, the third uh, fourteen, and fifteen are at Bank West, which is even better for them. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah. look, if you've got the trades to burn, if you've saved four or five trades, or maybe even three, then maybe you sell Gothison to Teddy, you make a bit of money, and then like try and sell them back in two weeks at level. I can, I kind of get it, but it's it's spending a lot of trades at this time of the season. If you've max traded like me, I don't think you can think about it. Yeah. The only reason I'm doing it is because I don't want. You know, I've got Pappenhausen, who's 900k or something, just sitting there doing nothing.
1: And actually, you're right. The fact that Nico is, is dual, I think, gives that a lot more flexibility. I like it.
0: Yeah, the, the The trades I was considering were basically between Curran. So I'm selling Curran and I'm selling Pappenhausen, and it's yep. whether or not you do the second one to Teddy. So assuming Pappenhausen, say, to Heinz, do you do Curran to Madison or Curran to Teddy? And I think I just feel like Teddy's probably going to outscore Madison over the next couple of weeks and I can wait on Madison. Tedesco has a much higher
1: ceiling. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and look, and and probably has a similar flaw. Let's face it, like unless, you know, Madison, if you take that try out, yeah, he almost scored another one. But if you take that try out, you know, you probably wouldn't be, you know, super happy. So mm. I think, yeah, if you're going, you know, especially yeah, Tedesco versus Madison, uh,
0: yeah, that's a really good point. I suppose you saved the trade with Madison, but even still,
1: yeah, I guess numbers for thirteen, right? Like the mm-hmm. numbers are the numbers are thinning a bit, and uh, you know a lot of people were probably putting some value in Penrith players. You know, not every all Penrith players, but it looks like you know more and more likely that more and more of them will get selected. So, it, you know, round thirteen is looking pretty tricky for for genuine guns.
0: Well, I think round thirteen is looking okay. I feel like I'm pretty good for round 13. My problem is round 17. You know who I've got for round 17 in my current squad? Yes, go through it. I've got Sam Walker and Bailey Simonson. Oh, and Ryan James. I've got three. Yeah. And I'm going to have, like, very, very few trades by then. So I'm looking at some stupid number, like eight or nine for round 17, if I'm honest. But
1: you'd imagine most people were in the same boat, right? It'll really—I mean, looking at that, the, you know, genuine guns are probably going to be a couple of South players, and maybe Tamalolo, who you know, Tamalolo, is
0: somewhat... Tohu Harris, yeah, maybe um, what's his name from the Bulldogs, Thompson? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. a couple um, i one, Sam yep. Walker, as we said. Um, I think I'll be looking at Joe Manu around that time. Yep. Just for a few weeks because he'll he'll probably get the fullback job. Yep, that's right. And they've got they've got the bulldogs in round seventeen. And they have the cowboys week after. The cowboys week after they got a good yeah, pretty good. So so yeah, and that actually reminds me like I'm hearing a few people thinking about trading Sam Walker out because he has pretty much peaked in price now. Yep, Um, and I get it like. You know, like you could trade him to Moses and you have that round 13 number, Yeah, I suppose. And Moses, as we said, it like the Parramatta have a very good draw coming up. And, and Moses has been going on a sneaky, very good run. Um, he's playing, as much as it pains me to say, he's playing good footy. <laughs> yeah. So like, I kind of understand that, but at the same time, I just, you know, it goes back to how many trades you've used. Like Sam Walker is going to play that round 17 time. He's shown he can go big. They've got a pretty good draw at that point. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm, My situation is I'm going to hold him. If you've got that luxury, you think you can trade to Moses and then trade, you know, trade Moses back to around 17 player. You've got enough trades to do that. Then I get it. If you're going to hold Moses as you back up half back through the season, Paulie and I talked about this this uh, last week. It makes no difference.
1: Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah, because you get either either way, don't
0: you? Yeah, you either get around 13 player or you get around 17 player. So. You should only be thinking about that extra number in round thirteen if you're planning on trading that guy out, and 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 if that's the case, you have to seriously think about how many trades you've got, and if you've actually got enough to, to do that.
1: Yeah, and I think look, in most years you get you get like one or two gift rookies, and I think Sam Walker's that that one this year that you know you, you tend to cash in and forget that they've actually had it some massive scores. So I think yeah, for me, I'll, I'll be holding him. I, I you know I can't see a viable option. Other than you know what you say with Moses, really. So unless you use unless you're enough, you're nothing, and then you're gonna you know spend the money elsewhere. But the heart, it's shown that the halves and the fullbacks are the positions that are scoring all the points. So it's a
0: hold for me. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, so a couple of interesting selections I noticed. Um, Farmer Silly at the at the Dragons has got the starting lock spot. Yep. Um, He's very cheap. He's like 230k. They play around 13. Uh, Maguire and and Fuima Ono are both out for five weeks, so it seems like he's got some job security. What are your thoughts on him?
1: I hadn't even seen that one, unfortunately, but I'm just trying to think. what
0: Did he play last week? I actually had not considered him, but at that price point... Look, he's starting 13. He's cheap as chips. He's actually got a break-even of forty, so you can probably afford to wait a week and just see what his minutes look like.
1: Um, but, know, thirteen, yeah. If you, if you can make, it just feels like sometimes that Dragons forward pack is a bit of a, uh, a lottery in terms of they tend to rotate it quite a fair bit. But you know, with their with their injury crisis and their suspensions, uh, that you know you're getting a number for thirteen and you might make some money. So I definitely see the merit. Uh, you know, looking that way.
0: Yeah, um, I guess. I, I, I suppose we saw with Fuuma Ono even when he was starting at lock that he wasn't getting a huge amount of minutes and wasn't scoring that well so maybe just wait and see a little bit and see see what it looks like but um
1: yeah you get a you free know, look you could do worse and I think a lot of the times the dragons tend to play a lot of forwards on the bench as well so they really do you know rotate through the pack um yeah. so yeah you get a, I think yeah, you get a free look this week uh yeah that's could definitely
0: be one to watch what about Cody Ramsey at pullback?
1: It's an interesting one as well because Dufty's been carving up there. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's he's Dufty. Um, and I think that the challenge
0: would be with him is uh, what his ball playing skills are like. Yeah. He's a, I, I get the sense that he might be a bit of a trap. He's pretty cheap at the moment. Um, yeah. But they're already saying that Dufty could be back before round 13 anyway. Yeah,
1: because um, the- he had the AC issue, right? And that, yeah. and that's what kept Pappenhausen out. Um, but yeah, I did read that That was looking like it was better than expected. Um, but yeah, look, I Ramsey. Just from what I've seen of him, um, I would probably be looking elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not sure that he's. Um, I don't, I'm not sure that even at fullback he will actually score that well. So.
1: Which actually a bit of a shame cuz dust you know on Dufty, he he's getting going pretty well this year and uh, he could have been a sneaky little pod over that origin
0: period. Well if he comes back he still could be. Because they got the tigers then
1: yeah, they've, they've got, got a really good run. They got Brisbane and then they've got the dogs. So that's uh, that's not too bad.
0: Yep. Yep. Um and then the other cheapie in that team is Max Veagai.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so he's getting his third game I'm a little bit wary of him because Rav Lava only got two weeks, which means that, again, he might get pushed out of the side for round thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and he hasn't been scoring that well anyway. So, I'd probably be tempted to to give him a, a miss as well.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes with the issues with with these downgrades, you know, even if they play for that that one off, you know, you may not get the points that's worth the trade, and then they may become an AE nightmare down, you know, towards the end of the year. So. Yeah. I think that's generally what you want to be thinking—not just getting numbers in those buy rounds for the sake of getting numbers.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the only time I would consider it is when the the money you make from the downgrade allows you to do something like pretty good. Yeah, of course. Then, I... then maybe it's worth it. But um, yeah, I tend to agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like wasting trades on someone that might score you twenty in round thirteen or might not even get picked. Um, another one that's potentially in that category that everyone was very like excited about in the preseason was Sean Bloor. Yep. And um, I mean he's only played one game, so he might he might get more game time as it goes on. But I've you know, bench back roar, unless he gets that starting spot, I'm I'm not really very interested to be honest.
1: Yeah, and even if he does start, it'll probably be at the expense of Garner who'll come on anyway, and you know that impact so I don't think he'll ever he'll be paying eighty minutes this year. He's one of those players. Unfortunately for him, that he—he's a—I think he's a gun in what I've seen from him, and he looks great. But you know, he scored 14 points on the weekend. So again, and and he'll he'll probably stay in the team for an extended period. So he he will become the A. E. Nightmare. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you don't have him, you know?
1: No, and you know, I I did see the merit. A lot of people had brought him in um, when looking for that downgrade option in in the second row uh as someone who was likely to play and would possibly you know possibly play round 13 um but no i have i've i've been putting out fires left right and center so <laughs> i i wouldn't say i've had too many luxury trades so far but yeah i think i can see the merit in that but just you know maybe give him a bit more time but it probably won't he
0: probably won't be enough sample size by round 13 anyway yeah i mean if there's an injury there somewhere and he starts then he'll be great but Unless unless that happens, I'm kind of not that interested. Yeah, that's um, right. Speaking of putting up fires, what are you doing with Josh Cairn?
1: Yes, so that was very disappointing because he was great uh, in the in the short short time we got to enjoy him. So I'll I've got a bit of flexibility as well because I can I've got Capewell as a jewel. I've still got Campbell Graham sitting on this on my bench, um, who who's out for a little while. Uh, so I was possibly you know if I do. Pappenhausen to Nahainz. I could possibly do uh Karen to Tamalolo. Yeah. And, right. and look, even though he's he's lost a little bit of money, but you know, he won't play Origin and he does have that potential. And I I need a couple of plays just to tick over some of those scores and you know, if he gets a bit you know, a bit of fitness under his belt, I think he could be a bit of a sneaky pod. So Tamolo.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, look, um, People are going to stay away from him because he doesn't play around thirteen. So yeah,
1: and, yeah,
0: and I, I like that. Um, and again, and like he's one of those guys. He's going to play around seventeen. Our numbers for around seventeen are terrible. So yeah. if you think about it in terms of like a collective number for the for the buy rounds, is he's a he's a good option.
1: And the way I look at it with that is, you know, I miss. I've kind of missed the boat on Pangai, and I'm, now I'm a bit, you know, not really convinced with what I've seen in patches from him. He's had a couple of up and down scores, so. I guess, I oh, do I leverage it up going, does Tamalolo score more than Pangai? You know, 17 versus 13, and, and he might. So even though the prices are probably you know, maybe similar-ish, I think that's that's the way I might go.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, just on current, so I've heard that he's probably back around that kind of week 14 period. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's still, he's about 390k. If you've got a deep squad and you feel like you can cover him, I think he's a pretty good hold. Yeah, agreed. The only, I guess, the only issue is like when he comes back from injury, does he go straight back to that starting spot, or does he, you know, if, if the person that kills it in that spot, do, do they take it from him?
1: Yeah, and the tricky thing with that is you got to remember he was benched on the weekend. That's he got I... he got lucky with a try, and uh, sometimes you know, super coach can be deceiving because he was great, great for super coach. But last week against Manly, he made four or five errors just taking hit ups out of his own line. And they were pretty they were un- you know, they were good tackles, but they were they were pretty telling and I think that's why he might have been benched. So he may not walk back straight back into that, uh, yeah. starting role. So like well he he'd already lost that starting role, so it's exactly. something to consider there. Um and you know, it is a long time to hold a player, even though he would play you know, seventeen.
0: But, you know, the Warriors won't have plays in origin, so you know, it might be Yeah. So I think I think that's right. I think I'm you know, I think he's a sell, but if your squad's really deep, you might be able to kind of take a punt and hold him, but um, I think most people probably sell him, and I yeah. could, probably agree with that. Give him still uncertainty about his role. Yeah. Um. So they're the, like the probably the most interesting ones that come to mind out of the team lists. Um, yeah. You, did you see that Bradman best is injured and out? Oh
1: god, poor, yeah. that's that's not good for Newcastle, and obviously it's not not great for him, but. You know, he was someone that we talked about last time I was on, and, and, I, and I heard what you and Polly were saying the other week. You know, they, these centres, it's just, it's not working for them this year, is it? No, they're, they're just, they're getting left behind. Although, in saying
0: that. Do you agree with what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I do. I think there's one exception. I'm going to throw a name out there someone who's absolutely killing it from our beloved side Adam Dewey. Well, hang on.
0: He's played one game at centre. Yeah, well, I think he'll be there for a while now. Yeah, Uh, but like put it this way: I'm not buying him when he's playing center. Yeah, yeah, he did score well on the weekend, but
1: I think he's too expensive now. I think if whoever jumped on him a couple of weeks ago, you're laughing. Plays round, plays round thirteen. I mean, I think, I think the other thing is, you know, who your who your five eights going to be. I think you know a lot of people have Munster and Jerome Luai. You know, it's you know, it's it's tricky one. Although now that Luai (laughs) may be playing Origin, that it just seems like it. In hindsight, might have been a better one, but look, I just enjoy the way he plays, and he goes himself a lot, so he's actually quite good for Super Coach.
0: Yeah, he absolutely is, but I just can't touch him at centre. Well,
1: oh, look, and I think you know the Tiger so, played, played Newcastle, who had you know plays in the bin. So that's I agree, spot. I agree. It's just, and, but but maybe you know, but maybe he's a trap. That that's second
0: I, five eight spot though is a really interesting question because I was looking at that during the week, and I was just thinking. Cause at the moment I've got Jock Madden there who scored one on the weekend.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and he might hang around for it. Well, who knows what, I mean, Simpkin might come back, which is, which is another number that, you know, people might've brought in, but yeah, if he, if he's coming off the bench for a couple of, you
0: know, 10 minutes, then yeah. yeah. Disaster, but well, he's not going to lose any money, put it that way. But, um, <laughs> but, but it got me thinking, okay, well, long-term who, who do I want to be my second five, eight. And, yep. um, you know, is there a guy, for example, that is going to play around seventeen? That might be interesting there. You know, what to do with Luai if he if he does play Origin. Yeah. Um. lui's form hasn't been that good of late, and and a lot of people on him now, so it could be a sort of anti-pod strategy to sell yep. Luai. Yep. I wouldn't want to sell him now. You know, if he does, if he well, if he doesn't end up getting picked for Origin and he's around thirteen. Player, it'd be a bit sad to sell him now. So you've probably got to wait, even though he might lose a bit of cash between now and then yeah but yeah just it got me thinking a little bit. There's not a huge amount of options um if Cody Walker doesn't get picked for origin and and then you you know you make the punt that he won't get picked for origin three, given that he wasn't picked for origin one, then he's an obvious pick because the bunnies have a, an amazing run between between the origin periods, but if he does it doesn't leave a lot. you know Munster will be origin um Lou I won't play round seventeen. Um, and there's not a huge amount else. There's I, a lot of people, I guess, have Josh Schuster. He's yeah. I, he's got a very good draw. I think he's a pretty good hold if you can if you can hold on to him. The only other guy that kind of picked my interest was Cody Nicaragua.
1: Yep, and plays around 17, obviously.
0: Yeah, plays around 17. Has a pretty good draw around that period. Good little pod and has the goal kicking. So he might he might join my team. About yep. 14 or 15, maybe. Well, he's six percent owned. He's averaging seventy one for the year.
1: Uh, yeah. He, you know, he's top five at the moment. Uh, I think in terms of at least that's in averages. But yeah, he's he's a good one to have. Um, I've still got Connor Watson there, who I'm just going to hold for thir- till thirteen. But yeah, that second one is is interesting. Uh, I think you're right with Cody Walker. It is interesting with what will happen for Origin because I think that 5'8 spot is is up for grabs. I, I'm not I'm not convinced Luai will get it, but then I'm not convinced. Cody Walker will get it. Not convinced, Jack White will get it. So,
0: If I had to bet, I'd say Cody Walker is going to get it. Yeah. I think the the Luai hype has been kind of media-driven and I haven't heard anything that the Fittler's said that makes me think that Luai is actually going to get picked. I think he likes Cody Walker and I think he'll play Cody Walker there.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I, and I, I think even Jack White would be a better chance somewhere just because of the big body play and played it before. Um, so... The reason why I'd been thinking about that for a while was because depending on who got that, I thought was very going to be very interesting on who would get the fourteen. Uh Because I wasn't, you know, if if Cody Walker and Cleary were the halves, then Jack Whiten's probably your fourteen, and then Pappenhausen may not have even made origin. I think
0: so. It's it's, it's an interesting true. one. Jack Whiten could still get that that fourteen jersey because he is he does cover a lot of positions.
1: Yeah, and he's played before, and he's big, and he's played a grand final. Like, yeah, there is a bit there, so. But, but I, like,
0: know. if he plays fourteen, and let's say Cody Walker plays six, or even Luai, yeah, then who? What? I suppose that's a world where Jerome, sorry, not Jerome, where Brian Todd plays center, plays on the wing, and and yeah, Turbo, turbo plays in the center. Yeah, yeah okay, maybe it's,
1: it's going to be interesting. That's what I think. And I think you know, once that first team's
0: announced,
1: uh, it will. I mean, that'll be for a future pod, but around you know, we'll get a good
0: understanding of you know who who to target. What are your thoughts on Watson and Barnett? So sharing sharing the lock position, basically.
1: Yeah. So Watson's an interesting one because his minutes have been heavily affected. Um, I'm just holding him just because he seems to jag attacking stats, and he's a points per minute machine. And I've had other issues, and he plays around 13. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Barnett's see Barnett. I'm not an owner, um, but I would definitely share the frustrations of of owners because he's. He's a very good player, and he was killing it at the beginning of the year. Um, But then I'm just trying to think. They've had some issues with the way that they've rotated as well because his minutes are are down. Um, I would hold to 13 as a minimum. My concern would just be how much cash he's going to leak. But I think he's a hold for now.
0: Yeah, so that's the position I'm in. Like, I've got both of them. I think you're right. Like, Watson's scoring well enough that he's not going to lose a man, like, much cash, so... You know, you can hold on to him. Uh, Barnett's a bit more of a concern. Like I kind of thought about, you know, do you trade Barnett to Madison or something like that? But I think we're so close to Origin now that you just hold on, right? And you you hope you you hope that he drags sort of fifty odd and, I, and, and I then th- scores well in round thirteen.
1: And I think because they're both playing thirteen, I don't know whether Madison or could. This could be coming back to bite me in the you know, but. I just don't know whether he would outscore him significantly, outscore Barnett significantly enough in that round to warrant the trade. And you know, maybe Madison goes on a bit of a run afterwards. But I think, um, I think that would be a bit of a luxury at this point. Now that you've come, yeah. you've come this close, I completely agree. And and, and all it will take is a little shift in the Knights, you know, the way that they're going, that he may you know stay on the field for much longer now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey. So, who's your second hooker? At the moment, Simpkin. Right. So, okay. I've got. Yeah, I've got Jaden Braley, uh, yeah.
1: who I think is just set and forget for the rest of the year almost. Um, yeah. I, I, I just can't, given what he's averaging, I mean, it's it's hard to just, you know, justify unless there's an injury or something else, you know, that stands out. You know, if, if he was playing different weeks to, say, Reed Marnie, you know, maybe you could do that, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I did little to Simpkin and. Because of the round thirteen and a bit of a downgrade, and I'm I'm tossing up whether if I trade out Simpkin before thirteen, I can move Connor Watson up to up to the hooker position, and then it goes back to our discussion just then around who's the best second five eight.
0: Yeah, okay. Because again, looking at the hooker position over the buy period, I was at a bit of a loss. There's mm. there's no obvious round seventeen guy that plays is a good hooker option that I can see. It's actually a real wasteland. So then it was like, well, do you just get well, I mean, I've got Watson and and Brayley there and as I said, I'm not going to not going to trade either of them out before round 13. But I could move Watson down to 5 eighth, for example. Yep. And then look to get in say Reed Marnie. Yep, round 13 and basically hold Reed Marnie for probably the whole season because he's looking like a keeper as long as he doesn't play origin. And the only he, other guy really that, that is even vaguely interesting at Hooker is um is Harry Grant, who's you know, he's gonna miss a lot of games over origin. He's not really a consideration until about round nineteen.
1: Yeah, and he's always gonna have that timeshare with Brandon Smith and there's so many points to be shared in the storm liner. So the one thing that's very good about Reed Marnie is that he had that concussion affected score. Yeah, exactly. And then he only got forty five on the weekend. So he's you know he's five thirty four and has a break even of one seventeen.
0: So, you know yeah, he's going to be very cheap in two weeks' time, right? But right in, in time for that good run that the the eels have, and then maybe you just hold Reed Money and Bailey for the rest of the season, and or you like get, maybe you know very late you trade one of them into to Harry Grant.
1: That's right. You get round if, thirteen. If you, can. you get round thirteen coverage, and you get it over the buys. Uh, over sorry, over that over that run. So and the price is good. The only other one that I would look at. Is maybe Jazz Tavanga if if the current injury um, gets him starting and playing big minutes because he's down a three seventy and he's dual so you know that's probably more of a dart throw but
0: you know he's... yeah I mean he's always been absolute dynamite if you get the minutes but he just yeah Nathan Brown doesn't seem to like him that much he I feel like he only got minutes last week because of that current injury yeah so I probably wouldn't look at him well I wouldn't look at him before round thirteen in any case but agreed um. Until he gets kind of week after week, 60 minutes. Yeah, definitely. I'm not really interested. Um,
1: actually, Reid Marnie's a good chat. I'm actually, that's getting me excited, maybe. I just, I just, I'm not, I just do not like Parramatta. So I try <laughs> to. And then I, yeah, no, that's why I felt bad because obviously I feel like I, you know, killed Isaiah Papaliti there. So oh,
0: I murdered him. Yeah. Of course he got the lowest score of the year.
1: Well, he played 50 odd minutes, right? Which, you know, he has been rotated a little bit. So I think, you know, David Fafita had a high break even as well. He's out for the next, you know, little while. Maybe Madison, but I'm sure he'll come good again. I'm not, I'm not too concerned. That's just one you just, you know, try to forget about.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Hooker's a bit of a wasteland spot as well, particularly over the origin period. So,
1: yeah. And it's interesting because Hooker, you know, historically has had some must-haves, and, you know, generally two or three people that you, you would pick, you know, you Cam Smiths and your Damian Cook. So mm. uh, it has, you know, like I said, I look at Jada Braley and I think sometimes, you know, people look for a reason to get rid of players and there's no reason to get rid of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. The only the only thing is whether like there are some sort of interesting players waiting in the wings that I think could be really good if there's an injury. Yeah. The one that comes to mind is Cade Cast. Yeah. So if Lachlan Croker for some reason gets injured, Kate Cast is now basically bottom dollar, mm-hmm. and he will suddenly play big minutes and be very, very good. I really rate him as a player. So, um, you know, so there is possibility if there's if there's injuries that some guys will kind of come out of the woodwork and maybe fill some holes for us for, for round 17. Yep, um, or even round 13, depending on on what happens. But um, yeah, at the moment it's looking like a bit of a wasteland. All right. Um... So we might move on, like to captaincy options for this week. It's a bit of a. It's, it's actually really tough this week. There's, unlike last week where there seemed to be a plethora of options, this week it's a little bit harder. Have you got any? Uh, who's your eye on for sort of vice captain? Yeah.
1: I think if you have Tedesco, you would probably be looking at Tedesco this week against Brisbane. I think he hit. You know, had a had a great game last week. Um. They're playing, you know, SCG, seems like a good option. It is interesting, though, as well, because you could definitely VC him if you still wanted to go
0: someone from Penrith because they played before them. Um, otherwise, what about Heinz against the Raiders? Well, yeah, this is what I was just going to say. If I, I think, it looks. look,
1: it's likely... Well, I'd say it's almost definitely I'm going to go Pappenhausen or Hines, so I think... Given I was just trying to think of the makeup of my team now, I think Hines is definitely a great shout. I mean, the guy got one hundred and eighty last week, so you know, you know, he can he has the high scoring potential. So, and without Monster
0: there, he'll probably kick goals.
1: That's right, that's right. So yeah, that's an extra. That's that's the added benefit as well. And yeah, the other game, look, Penrith have South and Manly. You know, you Tommy Turbo, who's been great over the last couple of weeks. They got Para at Bankwest. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah. probably wouldn't be going near. I guess so. I think Cleary is still an option. Um, the Bunnies look a little bit stronger with Latrell Mitchell back. Um, but centers are still a bit weak. I don't know. They've got a few few troops back, but, geez, Cleary could still score well. He's a pretty solid option every week. Yeah, but yeah so I, I'm thinking probably Tedesco or Hines as vice-captain. Unless I've got the balls to, to straight up captain one of them, well, um, the other thing I'd just say about the Raiders quickly is no Josh Papali I think really hurts them, definitely. Oh, definitely. So, so you know that, and and no Jack Whiten either. So that Raiders team looks pretty weak to me. And, but, I you, and I think the Storm could put a score on them.
1: And I tell you the benefit about what you're proposing, you know, if you get Hines and Tedesco and you play Hines at the centres, you know, if if people are looking at him only I mean, maybe in the fullback role or whatever, is that. You can VC Tedesco and Captain Hines, whereas, you know, if, if, if people have them only at fullback, they won't be able to do that. Yeah. They'll have, they'll have, they'll have to vice captain or captain the other. So um, that does add a bit of added flexibility and the benefit, I guess, of Hines being available at centre for some people. So,
0: yeah. It's just think, a question of whether you've got, I mean, I'm, I've actually got Ben Trubojevic, so and mainly play late. So I'll be able to sub in. I think Ben Turbo for someone, so so that VC loophole would work for me, even with the Roosters playing reasonably late.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. I might,
0: yeah, I might VC Teddy and either Captain Cleary or Hines.
1: And there's been so many injuries and stuff, you know, it's not the same kind of AE situation you might get at the beginning of the year. Although, if you've got Jock Madden, that's going to be something you're going to
0: have to weigh up. Yep, that's a problem. I just can't I'm not gonna sell him just yet because like no. now that he's like in and around the team maybe he gets a little cheeky spot for round thirteen.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You know and, his injury.
0: Yeah, or maybe and, like even in the middle of the game if someone gets like a HIA or something, he, he gets thrown in there.
1: And you know, also there's no reason why maybe Simkin has a little bit of a niggle and that's why he's being dropped. Um he might come back. So then Mat yep. Matter goes back to, you know, reserve grade. So I think, yeah, it might just come down to you know straight uh, straight captain then. And look, I think I wonder t- yeah, if Tedesco is a bit of a if he becomes a bit of a pod. I assume a lot of the a lot of the teams that had him from the beginning are just kind of the ghost teams. But um, he could if people have gone off him onto you know the other options,
0: then he's, he's great one show. of the most traded in this week after Heinz. Mm, so, but I think he still will be a, a relative pod, even even given that. But yeah, people. A lot of people are trading him back in, and I have to say, just on Tedesco, like last week, they finally looked like they'd got the, me- the memo and they were giving him the ball again. Yeah, like up until last week, and maybe it was just because they were playing the Cowboys and the Cowboys, you know, getting a bit more space or whatever. Not a great team, but like he was just getting the ball in his hands again and looking dangerous. Whereas, yeah, for the last whatever it is, four or five weeks, he's just looked like just so starved of the ball. So maybe, maybe he will score well. The next few weeks. Oh, look, I, I think,
1: and I think Brisbane's. I mean, it's a, it's a great
0: matchup. I think, obviously. Yeah, yeah, agree. Oh, Albert Kelly. <laughs>
1: that's, that's. I mean, Kevy loves uh, keeping a consistent half pairing. Um, <laughs>
0: this that guy is like one of the great. Like he's one of the best players to watch, right? Like like from back in the day, he's just one of those guys that's got like so much skill.
1: Hundred percent, and he, obviously he, you know, I think he went to the UK. He was Man of Steel, maybe twenty seventeen. So you know, you know, t- absolutely lit it up over there, which you know a lot of players do. But he, it's been interesting. He kind of only recently signed. I assume Carmichael Hunt's got an injury or something, but because uh, yeah. he obviously came and went. But
0: I was kind yeah. of hoping he'd be bottom dollar, but I, I had a look and he's like three hundred k. Yeah. Um, he's dual, though, and he will play round thirteen, like theoretically, if he holds onto the spot.
1: I know so, that uh,
0: you yeah. know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes over the next couple of weeks.
1: Definitely, I just know that Brisbane have got an absolutely putrid draw.
0: But you know, funny enough,
1: saying that your your boy Masako, um, he seems to be fixture proof. So uh, um, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not going to
0: play him for the next couple of weeks. Well, or they've be got riding my pine. They got the, Roosters
1: and then the Storm. got Rooster Storm, but then you know you get the 13, and hopefully things do pick up from there. But yeah, it just he seems to score, find the line even when oh. they're getting pumped.
0: And um, my boy, Ikevalu, is uh, doing the things that I expected him to do. Yes, yeah, so I, uh,
1: I jumped on that shout from the
0: other week. Um, oh, did you? After listening yeah. to me?
1: Well, you know, I have a war story of Ikevalu, whereas last year I had that famous, I think it was the game before, they were playing in Brisbane, funnily enough. Uh, I had Brett Morris and he he did his hamstring or something in in the warm up and he was a late withdrawal and then Ikavala scored five tries on his wing did you He's have ikavala no i had Brett morris so that's and i was just, oh. just sitting there sitting there seething all night about <laughs> that was the wing that was the you know obviously <laughs> that was the get, that was going to be me so i you know the when you guys were talking about it last week uh, you know it, it reminded me because his price was so good i think
0: not yeah, only i, I really gonna... wanted to get him in last week but just you know the trades got away from me. I would have done Saab to him, and in the end, it's Saab outscored scored him. But um, well,
1: I think one of the best things you guys were talking about was that he is the, he is a bit of that Tedesco hedge. If you don't ha- if you don't have Tedesco, and that's what I had last year with Brett Morris was that I didn't have Tedesco for a long time. Who's catching the passes on the wing? You know, so who, who's throwing the passes? That they're catching on the wing, Tedesco. So it's a good little good little hedge on if you
0: don't own him, how to you know benefit from some of his points. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I think we should wrap it up. But just yep, before right. we go, a couple of things. Um, so the I've talked to you about the Turbo Tami Cup, right? Yes. So that's the podcaster league. So yep. the the league filled up by all the guys that are in the various podcasts. Yep. That league is now second. Wow. Um out of the I don't know what it is, twenty odd thousand leagues going 100%. around. So um very strong league. I'm still coming dead last in head to head. I've won one head to head match. Um, but That's I'm unbelievable. Coming, I've dropped to about third in overall points. I just give a shout out to Tim um, from that league. He's the uh, what's his alias? The I think he's the Shady Lurker, mm. um, and his his team is the Billy Army, and uh, he's now thirteenth overall after a massive wow. sixteen hundred points last week. So he's actually also in our searching for Corey uh, Unlimited group. And he's now leading that as he would be in 13th, rank overall. So, wow. well done, Tim. Well done. That league, that overall league. Uh, sorry, that that um, unlimited group. Can I just say? So there are, and again, I want to put this down to you know how, how good this podcast is. <laughs> there are sixty-eight people in that unlimited group, right? Yep. And of those sixty-eight, there are sixteen in the top thousand. Wow. So roughly 25% are in the top 1,000, which is the top 1% overall. Wow. And what, nine in the top 500? That's amazing. So pretty good standard. I'm coming 333rd and I'm eighth. <laughs> so Yeah, that's very strong.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. That's uh... four, four in the top 120. I'm, I'm, you know, and I compare it to some of the ones I'm in. I'm obviously clearly hanging out with the wrong people. So, um, <laughs> but no, that's great. World well to everyone, and yeah, hof- hopefully, uh, hopefully, the luck, you know, not the luck, but hopefully, you know, it all continues.
0: Hopefully, yeah.
1: Well, thanks for coming on the show again. No, my pleasure.
0: Happy to be here. Love the chat, and uh, <laughs> and good luck. Um, thanks, mate. It can well, only get better, fun. right? That's it. I like you know, it. You know, I've been pretty down on Supercoach this week, to be honest. Like, I yeah. usually I'm, like, you know, thinking about trades all week and, like, listening to all the podcasts and just kind of vaguely obsessed with it. And this week I've just, like, taken this big break because I'm on – Sunday was such a down day for me. It was really – it was dark.
1: It is incredible how much, you know, something like this can, can uh, you know, take over – uh, you know, your day on the Sunday uh, night and the Sunday night's the worst time for it to occur. So, exactly. um, but look, you know, it's in just- some ways,
0: I think it was a good thing. Cause it made me, it's me- like when I was in the top hundred and, you know, I was getting I slightly over obsessed, I, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and now that, you know, I've had that bad week, I've had kind of taken a bit of a break from it and like, you know, actually talked to my girlfriend a little bit. <laughs> well, look, it's one of those ones. I think, to be yeah. honest, like
1: the trades were, were sound, the decisions were good. It was just that some other players went better. Uh, you can't control that. We're well, you hitting, can't,
0: yeah, you can't control injury.
1: We're just hitting the halfway, you know, halfway mark. So, shrug it off and uh, you know, onward and upward.
0: That's exactly right. All right, cheers, mate. Thanks for thanks so much for coming on.
1: Have a good one, mate. See ya. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye.